0: Hey everyone, John here from Vacation Rentals with John. Today, I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of doing those one-night Airbnb stays. Now, one-night Airbnb stays, they do have their place. If you want to fill gaps in your calendar, for example, I fill an average of nine days each month with one-night stays, you can use these one or even two-night stays to fill in these gaps. But there is the bad. One-night stays do cost more money. You do have wear and tear. Every time someone comes for a shorter length of time, you would think it's the opposite, that they don't actually do that much damage. They don't do that much wear and tear. But usually, that's what it comes down to. You have parties. You have large gatherings. You have people who are just in there for one night, and they just treat it like a hotel and leave. So it can vary. But one-night stays do cost more because of the wear and tear. And you're doing more work communicating, sending instructions, following up, dealing with the public for less income. So there is the bad. The ugly is even worse. Parties are very real. You could have your place open for one night and it turns into an all-night rager with tons and tons of people parked in front of your place, breaking all your stuff, um, smoking in the house, drinking in the back, and this can happen. There's human trafficking that you do need to be aware of, um, especially for one night. If you have a lot of one-nighters in there, the odds are some people may be using it for purposes that you don't even want to think about. And liability is real when the costs outweigh the benefit. So all this damage that can happen far outweighs the cost of you benefiting. Now, this all depends on some factors. The biggest factor is the property type you have. So if you're renting out a condo or a small townhome, they're way easier to clean and maintain, and you can offer more of this hotel-like stay, making one and two night stays even easier to host. But if you have a really large property, I would totally advise against doing one or two night stays because the damage far outweighs any benefit. Even nine extra nights would not be offset by the wear and tear or one tragic or horrendous situation happening at your rental property. And you don't want to block your holiday seasons or your weekends with one-nighters, or you're going to be eating away at your own profit potential by doing this. Now, one-night minimums are made possible by the minimum night stay requirement, but if you don't have one set, by default, one-night stays are allowed on any platform that you're on. You can make one-night stays more expensive by increasing your base rate, but lowering specific dates with minimum night stay requirements in your calendar. Now, if you want to try this out, you want to make sure your property fits that ideal, a smaller property, easier to turn over, easier to fix things when they break, and it's more likely that you're going to have couples, friends, people coming just to stay for one night because they're on a layover, different situations of that nature versus huge party, big house. Opportunity to do bad things. So, you do want to consider your property type strongly when you're determining whether you should have these one or two night stays in your rental strategy. If you have a property manager, ask them if they're allowing one night stays because if they are, that can be where the bulk of your damage is coming from. Um, And in the past, I've dealt with some crazy one night stay situations, especially when they're one night stays that are very last minute. So, think that you have no booking and tonight they're asking they come in tonight for just one night. That is almost always a red flag. And you definitely don't want that to happen with your rental. So it's best to completely avoid those types of one night stays. But the one night stays that may work better is if you're by an airport and there's people who need to stay a night. If you're in a major highway and people are just pulling over because they need a place to sleep. Or if it's a one night event, someone's going to a concert and needs a place to crash. That's all an acceptable reason. And that can go into your screening process should you not have instant booking on and you do screen guests, you can ask why they're in town without being too nosy. Um, but especially if you're going to have these one night stays, you want to be a little bit cautious. If you have one night stays, instant booking on, and then you have no advance notice requirement, that's when you're going to run into the most trouble because any bad actor will take advantage and exploit that weakness in your listing. They'll say, hey, I can book this place for tomorrow. I could go have my party and then deal with all of the aftermath after. You don't want to tap into you. So be really careful when you're allowing one night stays at your listing. So what's your opinion on this? Have you had success with a one night stay or have you had nothing but misery with a one night stay? I would like to hear from you. So if you can go to the Facebook group and drop a comment, let's get the conversation started. You know, everyone has a different experience just because my experience has been pleasant at times and unpleasant at others doesn't mean that's a hard, fast rule for all one night stays. Definitely want to hear your experience because I'm just curious to see how having a one-night or two-night stay flexibility works in other locations. So um, if you can drop a line in the Facebook group, let's get the conversation started. And if you like the content of this podcast, please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts on Spotify or wherever you're listening. It helps the show grow. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, friends, take care.